Hey, there's a lot of really big news from Disney today. And in just a moment, I'm going to have an exclusive one-on-one -on -one interview with Disney Parks Chairman Josh DeMar to talk about why Disney is making all of these big changes. We've got stories about all the changes up on ThemeParkInsider.com right now, but here's a real quick recap. First of all, Disney is doing away with reservation requirements for some visitors at the Walt Disney World Resort. Starting soon, haven't announced exactly when yet, Disney World annual pass holders will no longer need to make a reservation to visit the parks after 2 p.m., the only exceptions being the Magic Kingdom on Saturdays and Sundays. You'll still need a reservation for that. In addition, that uh, complimentary parking for Disney World Resort hotel guests, that's coming back starting tonight. And finally, at Disney World, anyone who uses Disney Genie Plus, you're also going to start getting uh, free PhotoPass downloads for attraction photos. That's going to be coming again in a few months. Over at Disneyland, the resort is going to be cutting the price on one-day, one-park tickets for many days during the year. So they're expanding the number of days that have the lowest price, Tier 0, $104 ticket. The Disneyland Resort also is going to start allowing park hopping to happen earlier in the day, starting at 11 a.m. on February 4th. Also on February 4th, Disneyland is going to start providing free Disney Photo Pass attraction photo downloads to all theme park guests at Disneyland and Disney California Adventure. Yesterday, the folks at Disney Parks Experience and Products invited me to come over to the Walt Disney Imagineering headquarters in Glendale for an exclusive sit-down, one-on-one interview with Josh tomorrow. Now, since I was in the Imagineering building and there's a lot of new stuff there that hasn't been announced yet, they didn't allow me to record video, but I have audio of our conversation uh, where we talk about not just all the stuff that's happening today with these new announcements, but the decision-making process that went in behind them and a lot of other stuff that's happening at the parks, including cast relations and the status of that Disneyland Forward project. So, take it away, Josh. So here we are flipping the calendar to uh -huh. a brand new year and I had a chance to talk to to my team on that first day yes. back from vacation. Although, as you well know, as a former cast member, uh, vacation during the holiday period is not really vacation for, for Disney cast members. That would be the busiest time of the year. <laughs> it's full on. But we had, a, we had a couple minutes to close our eyes and, and reflect. And I was just telling the team how proud I was of mm -hmm. them and uh, what we've accomplished, not only in the last year, but quite frankly, in the last you know, two, three years or so coming mm -hmm. out of a pandemic and not losing sight of what's important to us, who we are at our right. core, is the best storytellers in, in the world. And to your point, you see it mm -hmm. showing up in, yes. in our theme parks around the world, and we're not going to stop on that front. Uh, and then introducing a fair amount of change as well yeah. into into the system and uh, you know making sure that we keep our arms around our guests and listen to our guests mm -hmm. and um, change where we need to change. And we've been making changes over the last couple of years, and we're going to make some more that we'll announce, uh, begin to announce right. tomorrow uh, to our cast members and and. Uh, to the world shortly thereafter. So, um, so that's where we are. When you are listening to the guests, obviously you've got more guests than anyone. I mean, right. the Disney parks you know, far outrank anyone else in the industry when it comes to the number of people that you have coming across the gates every single year. Um, so there are a lot of voices to listen to. There are. And sometimes, very often, these voices conflict. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about your process for, for taking in all this information often conflicting information, and then making the decision about how you want to proceed based on that yeah. feedback. I think I'll start with the fact that this is a, it's a true honor to have 
so many perspectives and so much mm -hmm. interest in our theme parks and experiences uh, around the world. Uh, you know, oftentimes people will say to me, it, it must be dizzying or it must be frustrating. Everybody's got a point of view. And I'm like, not at all. I mean, mm -hmm. this is amazing. The, the world is watching us. The world has a point of view. The world is kind of emotionally tied mm -hmm. to these experiences. And so we should expect nothing less. Um, I will also say, I am one of those fans. Mm -hmm. And so before joining Disney, I was yeah. one of those fans who loved everything about it and 25 years ago came to be part of it. And I still feel that same fandom, that same responsibility mm -hmm. uh, that, that I've, I've always felt. I spend a lot of time in theme parks. You may or may not know this, but I spend a lot of time in the theme mm -hmm. parks. And if I'm not in a meeting, that's my office, and right. I will listen to as many cast members and guests as I possibly can. Uh, and oftentimes it'll be thank you, and oftentimes it'll be, hey, Josh, what is that reservation thing, and why do you guys have that in place? Um, my, my inbox is my inbox, mm -hmm. and I read a, a lot of emails and, and get a lot of guest uh, letters. And so it's, um, it's a real part of the job. One of the most important parts of the job is to take all of that input, yeah. combine it with my gut and my emotion about this place and make the best decisions that we possibly can to make sure the places that we run continue to be the most special places in, in the world. The other thing that I think about is you're never done. Right. You, you, it's never, I'm going to make this one decision and then you're done. It's, uh, it's a process of molding. If only. It, if only. <laughs> And I think that's one of the things that we're pretty proud of at Disney back to Walt's yeah. days. Like, try things. If you're going to be at the front, if you're going to pioneer, well, you better be ready to try and then adjust. And I think that's what we're all about. And you see us making those changes constantly. And we're announcing some new changes, which is based on that listening and feedback. I, that's, that's a great challenge when trying to, to read and react, if you will, to the public. You're in the creative business in Disney. You're creating things that the public does not know that it wants because it hasn't seen it yet. How do you make a decision when you're working with you know, your colleagues over at Walt Disney Imagineering and they come up to you with an idea, knowing what the public, what you perceive the public to want? You know, how do you make a decision about what creative things you're going to go with now, what maybe you're going to hold off and try some other day? Yeah. Well, uh, the first thing is I want more ideas and more opportunities than I can possibly ingest. So in the hallways mm -hmm. here of Imagineering, um, I'm telling our Imagineers, bring it all to me. If you got crazy ideas, if you get ideas that are reflective of the past or reflective of the future or reflective of one of our newest um, properties, like an avatar, mm -hmm. like an Encanto, bring them to me. It's got to be a great story. Mm -hmm. It's got to elevate the experience that's already in the park. It has to leave you feeling something different than you would have otherwise felt anywhere else in in the world. Um, and it's it's got to kind of continue to surprise and delight like Disney has, mm -hmm. has always done. And again, I feel very fortunate that we have no shortage of that in the pipeline. You see it showing up yeah. in our parks. You see it showing up in new shows on the castle or at Disney California Adventure, a, a, a new show for World of Color 1 that's coming soon. And so, uh, but you have to, to your point, this is a creative company. Uh, you, you've got to feel it mm -hmm. uh, and you've got to know it and appreciate what our guests want and what we're capable of from an Imagineering and creative perspective. But you also have to push for capacity because you just talked about the, the reservation issue. I mean, I, I feel, you know, from observing this, that when people talk about or push back against the reservation issue, it's not necessarily getting the reservation. It's 
the capacity is not big enough to accommodate all of the people who want reservations. That's why I can't get one. Yes. So, so it's this a capacity all, issue that you've got to be dealing with. Well, the, it's a guest experience issue. Mm-hmm. This all starts with guest experience. And uh, having been in this business for as long as we have been, we know what constitutes a great guest experience. Mm-hmm. And we know that there are certain attendance thresholds that can potentially deteriorate right. um, uh, experience. So the reservation system change, mm-hmm. for example, that we've made is completely premised on, I want to deliver Robert Niles the best experience I possibly mm-hmm. can. And to do that, I'm asking my guests to make reservations, which is a change. Mm-hmm. Change isn't easy, particularly for Disney. Right. Everybody watches every single move that we make. And if you, if you, if you change something that's tradition or it's the way that it's always been, it's hard. And nostalgia and, is a big part of the brand. nostalgia is a big part of it. And so anytime we step into one of these areas, we know that there's going to be input. And we're going to take that input and listen. And we're going to react and adjust. Uh, but we will never sacrifice uh, guest experience. I have these conversations with guests all the time mm-hmm. in, the, in the theme parks. Why do I have to make a reservation? And the moment I sit down and talk to them about guest experience and how we're continually trying to make that easier and more flexible... They completely get it and, and understand it. So we're going to keep pushing on that. If we're going to be pioneers, mm-hmm. we're going to keep being pioneers to make that experience as great as it possibly can be. Yeah, I mean that's. That, I think that's an important point for a lot of people to understand that um, it's not just necessarily what people are asking for, but what they intend. Yeah. I mean, the classic example I always used from my days was when people would ask, what time is the 3 o'clock parade? And I would tell them 3.20 <laughs> because that's when it got to where they were standing. I love it. And that, you're just sussing that out. And I, I think that's it. a big issue with the reservation program is that people are looking at it kind of superficially. I have to do this, and they're not understanding, but I will get this in return. That's right. And I think some of that's time. I think some of that is discussion um, uh, and we, we see that changing right now, but we've always done this. Mm-hmm. You know, we've always molded and, and adjusted with the intent always being the same: best stories in the world, best experiences in the world, and that will never, never change. And the situation in terms of capacity and demand is very different on the two coasts, particularly with the change coming with the annual pass holders in Florida. Absolutely. I mean, uh, you look at California, and I think the, the the population is like more than four times what it is in Central Florida. Yeah, I'm assuming. Um, although I cannot get this information out of you, but I will keep trying, is that the number of annual pass holders in California is at least that much more than in central Florida. Yeah. Um, Well, I won't answer that question specifically, Robert. What I will tell you is your premise is right. The businesses are so different. Um, both the experiences that we're offering, the footprint of those experiences, how guests visit. And so for each of them, we're looking specifically at how do we make sure that experience is as good as possible. And so we'll manage things a little bit Mm -hmm. differently. We're going to try and make sure it's as simple as possible. We'll continue to evolve these experiences so that we can integrate things so it's very simple. You're just in the park enjoying the things that are around you and not worrying about things, et cetera. But, yeah, they're very different, and so we'll address We'll address the input a little bit uh, differently as we move forward. Uh, here's another question you might, might want to answer, but uh, you know, I think it would provide people with some perspective. Just I, how many people are working at Disney right now in collecting and analyzing the volume of feedback that you have from 
guess, not just in the inbox and statements and surveys, but also all the usage data that you collect on a daily basis that, you know, is the, here's what they're doing as opposed to just what they're saying. Yeah. How many people are involved in that process and what does that look like, you know, on a daily, weekly, monthly, yearly yeah. basis? I won't give you a number because I think it's almost impossible to give you a number, but mm-hmm. I think it's safe to say there are thousands of people in our organization that are looking at this. I'll also say, though, that we're so forward-looking in the way that we're deploying technology, if you take something like a Genie, mm-hmm. not a Genie Plus, but a, a Genie product, right now as we sit here in the room today, Genie is hard at work interpreting mm-hmm. guest wants and needs and movement around the park to make sure that we're creating the best itineraries possible uh, to get guests everything that they want out of their theme park visit, whether it's at Disneyland or Epcot or Magic Kingdom. Uh, that's happening right now. So the technology that we have in place is exponentially addressing mm-hmm. uh, this input that is coming back to us from guests based on their behavior and, and input. And the experience, again, as we're sitting here in this room today, it's getting better. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the changes coming, I believe, is with uh, the number of days at the Tier Zero at Disneyland on the individual tickets, which gets to the whole issue of the affordability of a Disney vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, with something that is so much a lifestyle brand for people, so close to people's hearts as Disney, um, people will pay a little extra for it, which is great, mm-hmm. and that finances some wonderful attractions. It does. But looking forward into the future, which is part of your job, not just as running this, but as a custodian of of these parks. How do you balance the need for the company to maximize its income and profits today versus not killing the market and making sure that it can continue to afford the Disney park experience in the future? What we're trying to do across all of our products and experiences is create as flexible and variable a model as we possibly can so that people have choice at the at the end of the day. Uh, I want somebody to be able to make a decision on when they want to come to Disneyland or Walt Disney World based on the different pricing structures that we have in place. Uh, if you want to visit for $104 uh, per day, you can do that. In fact, one of the announcements that we're uh, we're making today is that you know we're going to have two months worth of 104 mm-hmm. or zero uh, tier days, as, as mm-hmm. you, you call it. That that's a, a big deal. We want people to have access to to the parks and be able to make that decision. If you want to come on New Year's Eve, price is probably going to be a little bit different, yes. and and that's okay. At Walt Disney World, we want to have you be able to choose between a value resort, which could be. $100 a night mm-hmm. or you know one of our deluxe resorts which will be much more expensive than that. We want to let you use the base genie experience which by the way has been phenomenally well received and, mm-hmm. and is actually changing the guest experience. But if you want genie plus that's available for you as well. We want as much flexibility and variability so that we can invite as many guests as possible into into the theme parks. Uh, We've been talking a lot about the guest experience at this point and guest feedback. I want to turn around and talk a little bit about the cast for a moment. Um, What is the message that you would like the cast, those people who are out there and dealing with with the guest experience on a minute-to-minute basis, what's the message you want them to hear from you right now? And then correspondently, what are you looking to hear from them about how all of this is going? The great thing, Robert, is I think the cast know what I think because I speak with them mm-hmm. so frequently. Um, I am incredibly proud of, of our cast members. And I see our, our frontline cast and our leaders, quite frankly, as the difference makers. When you mm-hmm. walk into a Disney theme park, what you feel 
is, of course, a byproduct of the great stories and attractions and the parade and the fireworks. But it's that interaction with the cast members that you have, which makes the Disney parks so incredibly special. And our cast members have dealt with a lot yes. over the last uh, yes. several years. A lot. Mm -hmm. Not only, you know, making their way through the pandemic and mm -hmm. standing these theme parks back up, but the change, as much as we've talked about what mm -hmm. this change means, I guess it's changed for them as well. Right. Um, you know, reservations are new to our cast members as mm -hmm. as well in terms of how to orchestrate the operation. Genie is new to our cast members as as well. Some of the, the technology that we've put into the parks is new to our cast members as well. These people are best in class. Mm -hmm. They're uh, always they always stay focused on making sure that that guest experience is is preserved regardless of the number of changes that are coming in. And that is not an easy task to do. So when I'm walking the theme parks as much as I will talk to guests and take their feedback, both good and bad, I probably do that even more so with our cast members. What are mm -hmm. you seeing? What are you hearing? What are you hearing? What would you do? Right. How would you change uh, some of these things? And our cast members are very forthcoming. Why? Because they believe in this place. They love this place as much as I do. And some of the time, the truth is right there. Mm -hmm. Josh, you should probably think about doing this, or if you change this a little bit over yeah. there. And I take that stuff very seriously. And I hear it a lot. Mm -hmm. I hear it a lot from our cast members. But uh, my message to them is I am so proud and so thankful for these cast members around the world. Uh, under the recently departed previous administration around here, <laughs> there have been some talk about hiring freezes and layoffs and that sort of thing. Is any of that on the table for Disney Parks at this point? And if so, how do you balance that with the guest experience? Uh, the response that I'll give you on that is we will not sacrifice anything from an operational perspective. So okay. we have not frozen any operational jobs. I want to make sure that any time a guest goes into any one of our theme parks that we are fully staffed. And in fact, we've made a lot of progress on that front mm -hmm. and continue to make progress on that front. But we are not freezing any of our operations cast members. Because I know that housekeeping and, and food and beverage have been a challenge they for have. the company ever since, you know, the lockdown started. But we've made an incredible amount of progress on that, mm -hmm. uh, Robert, and I don't think I'll go into detail on it right mm -hmm. now, but from a staffing perspective, we're feeling very good. And why do we feel very good about that in the context of this difficult world that we operate in? Because people want to work for Disney. Mm -hmm. I think they trust Disney, they trust the leadership, and they also see that we've got, um, It's a, you know this, being mm -hmm. a cast member, it's a special place to work, mm -hmm. to be around great people who share a passion for delivering magic to people when they come into the theme park, to participating in some of the cast previews, some of which we're having at Disneyland mm -hmm. for these new experiences that we're offering soon. Um, it's a special place to be. Yeah. Um, getting close to wrapping up here, but uh, talking about some of these changes that are coming, yep. some of these new things that are coming down, which some you're announcing, some you're not yet ready to announce. Um, Obviously, you're not doing all of these things into a vacuum, that there are some, you know, outsourced side regulatory issues that you need to deal with on both coasts. You've got a situation in Florida where, you know, the governor is trying to change the rules of the game, and you have this Disneyland Forward proposal happening in Anaheim. I want to ask you, first of all, here in Anaheim, what's the status of Disneyland Forward at this point? Is there anything you can tell fans about that project and how it might affect the, the parks going forward? Nothing specifically new there, Robert, other than it is moving forward. Mm -hmm. What we've committed to publicly before, we are continuing to move forward on it. I remain very excited about the prospects of what Disneyland Forward can mean for the Disneyland uh, Resort. More opportunities yes. to tell more amazing stories, et cetera. But nothing specifically new on that front. Uh, 
just to remind people what's the timeline on that, because I know there's a long like comment period that has to happen, and there's a long deliberation period. Yeah, um, I don't know that we committed a specific timeline uh, mm-hmm. on that, but um, we are in active, uh, uh, there's active work going mm-hmm. on against Disneyland Ford, and we will continue to push on that. And, and if there, uh, any comment on the situation in Florida? No, I just, uh, and I assume you're talking about Reedy Creek, is yes. that what you're talking about? It's, you know, we're watching. Mm-hmm. We're, we're watching. So we'll, we'll, we'll leave that one at that. I am excited though, Robert, and I think you got the detail mm-hmm. on this, um, the changes that we're, yes. we're making. So I think the 104, you talked about the fact that you're going to be able to park hop, uh, a lot earlier yes. now at, at Disneyland and everybody will get free photo. Uh, passes of yeah. their attractions. I think that's pretty special. No, no more having to hold your cell phone up and try and no take the any to. picture let of it. Get the real thing. Let their people let people go home with their experiences and yeah. I, so I think on those and then and then world the free parking at resorts, um, allowing our annual mm-hmm. pass holders to uh, not make reservations after two o'clock mm-hmm. um, on weekdays and. Uh, no, no, it's we're going to do it's all days with one exception. That's Magic Kingdom on weekends, because uh, for okay, the same reasons okay. that we talked about earlier before. Um, and then uh, if you buy Genie Plus, you're going to get all your attraction photos as well. So these are mm-hmm. things that you know you hear back from guests, and mm-hmm. we can make adjustments without sacrificing guest experience. And we're going to go ahead and do those things. And uh, I'll I'll end unless you have other questions with the fact that. Uh, this relationship that we have with guests mm-hmm. and fans is pretty darn special. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think um, we have an obligation, and we always have done this, listen to our, our guests, continue to mold to make the experience better, more seamless, easier for them. And I think as we continue to do that, and the future of our theme parks and experiences are so Bright, you think you're busy now? Hold on. If you heard what <laughs> I said, busy. if you Absolutely. heard what I said at D23, I mean it and more. Uh, and um, I'm just, I'm, I'm proud of what this team has done over and, the last and couple And operationally, years. these are not the end of the changes as you were talking about before, but this is a continuing process. Always will be. And my ears are always open. And even if I'm not getting input from guests, we internally, we know what a good experience looks mm-hmm. like and we're going to continue to push on it. Excellent. Thank you very much for taking Thank the you. time. It's I good to see you. appreciate it. Thank you to Josh Tomorrow and the team at Disney Parks for having us over for that exclusive one-on-one interview. And again, we've got all the information about today's changes and what's coming next at the Walt Disney World and Disneyland theme parks on ThemeParkInsider.com. Thanks for watching.